Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Welcome to One Extraordinary Marriage. You're here tonight with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And we're here to talk to you about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy in your marriage. Thank you, Elisa. <laughs> Thought he had somewhere to go with that. Apparently not. <laughs> so a little bit about us. Some of you are just tuning into us for the first time, and actually we're tuning into us for the first time. So uh, we'd like to fill you in a little bit about who we are and where we've been and why we're on the air. That's right. Um, first things first, Elisa and I've been married 13 years. We have two adorable kids. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yes. And tonight what we really want to be talking about is why we have felt led to talk about marriage. So a little bit of background, um, in August of 2008, Tony and I were preparing to lead a small group in our church here in San Diego on intimacy. We were actually going to be using the book Intimacy Ignited. And about a month before that study started, we were preparing some material and came across a clip online of two couples who had attempted uh, one to be intimate for 365 nights and the other for 101 nights. And uh, I could not believe these women actually, one gave it to her husband as a birthday present for his 40th birthday, and the other one just said yes to 101 nights. And I thought, these women are nuts. And I was jumping up and down for joy to tell everybody. Um, interesting to watch this online and and just sort of see these couples and what they had done was very interesting in my mind. Yeah, for me, not so much. And so I just turned off the computer thinking that was the end of it um, until the uh, the fateful question, as we joke about. <laughs> yes, that uh, that evening, uh, while Elisa and I were getting ready for bed and I was uh, reading a book, I did pop the question to Elisa and asked her if she'd be willing for us to make love for 60 days straight. So eight weeks, uh, which was the length of the study we were doing. And my immediate response, and women, you won't be surprised here, at least most of you, I just shot him down. No, not going to happen. Not going to do it. Game over. <laughs> Good night. I'm going to bed. And that's what I did. <laughs> so uh, the only problem was is that I was kind of intrigued. I thought, well, you know, I mean, at that point in time, we'd been married, what, almost 11 years? We'd been married. Yeah, we yeah. were going to come up on our we were 11th, coming up on we're our coming 11th, 11th anniversary. anniversary. And uh, I was like, well, you know, what if I said yes? What if we did this? Could I do this? You know, what about the kids? And what about laundry? And how are we going to work out all these logistics? And uh, thought about it, prayed about it, and actually came back to him the next day and said, let's do it. Let's try this. And all honesty, I was floored. I was shocked. I didn't know what to say. I was actually a bit scared. And I actually told Lisa, I needed to think about this because even though I'd thrown it out there to her the night before, 
which sometimes I do with Elisa. I like to just throw things out at her and see if she bites. Maybe some of you can relate with that. And, you know, this was one of those things that I didn't think she was going to bite. And so when she did come back to me and said she wanted to actually go through with having uh, 60 nights, possibly 60 nights of intimacy, physical intimacy, I was a bit shocked and taken aback, really. And so now here I am stunned because I think I've just given him the biggest gift in the world. You know, I'm saying, yes, honey, I'll have sex with you for the next 60 days. And he says, I have to think about it. And uh, I don't know too many guys that have to think about it when their wives say, yes, let's do it. Well, here, here's one of my fears when Elisa said yes, was would I be able to perform every day? for 60 days and as a guy our ego is all built into being able to perform sexually with our spouses and being on each time so my thinking at that point in time was am I going to be able to do this and not let Elisa down and I was still just kind of intrigued with the whole idea however we had um, we had a lot to talk about. You know, fortunately, we had a few weeks before this was going to all come to um, come to fruition, come to a start. Yeah. And so we had to work out some of the logistics. You know, what were there any excused absences, so to speak? You know, were there times when it was mutually agreed we wouldn't be intimate with each other? And, um, you know, what about things like the kids' schedules, you know, our children are young. We don't always get the luxury of them being off somewhere else and knowing that they're not going to be home for a few hours. Right. Um, you know, what about all the day-to-day stuff? Tony owns his own business and I do too. And, you know, juggling all of the stuff that comes with that. And so we had to sit down and really work out some of these, you know, details to be on the same page. It was a rather big undertaking. You know, we were your average couple, you know, a couple times a month. And usually when I was the one saying, sure, let's do it. And so when we did finally decide how this was all going to work out, what we did, what we did decide. And so for all of you out there thinking, oh my gosh, they went for it for 60 days straight and, and wow, I couldn't do this. Well, really we had a couple of things that we laid out real quick so that the two of us knew where we stood. One was illness. If we, if either of us was sick, that that was a day off. I, I mean, we just weren't going to go gun ho and um, take. Honestly, who wants to? When you're feeling like yeah. crap, the last thing you want to do is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know to- Tony's trying to figure out the nice way to say this, say this but, but really, you just don't want. When you're to. sick, the last thing you want to do is think about getting intimate with your spouse. Exactly. So we that was one. Uh, number two was if there were any trips that took us out of, uh, the area. Uh, I'm a huge cycling, uh, road cyclist and I did have one trip planned at the end of September, uh, that I knew I was going to be gone for, for a couple of nights. So we had to do trips and I think the third and last was when Elisa was, um, on her period. Mm-hmm. And we took some time off for that. We just both didn't feel that was necessary. Some of you may choose to. Um, 
It's a matter of personal preference. preference. We'll just leave it at that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. September 1st. It hits us and it's the start of our 60 days. We've, uh, we've committed to ourselves. There's no more excuses at this point. We cannot go back unless those three topics, those three areas that we've uh, decided we don't want, we are unable to make love that night. And you know what? It got off to a pretty good start. Why don't you tell them what you did, Elise? Well, I actually got excited about having sex with my husband. Um, <laughs> I know all of you guys are saying the same thing. It started to become one of those things that I was looking forward to again. And not that it was bad before or that. I don't think it was bad. No, it wasn't no, bad it's before. It's never been bad. It was just I never had the well, anticipation. Well, there were times when we had lulls. Yes. Lulls meaning long stretches where it was very um, distant. <laughs> Right. You know what? Few we, and far we, between. We are going through the motions. Yes. For many years, I would I would say we are going through the motions. Yeah, we'd have some really... You know, we'd have sex a lot when we were trying to conceive our kids. I'll tell you, guys, if you're out there and you have kids, you can relate to this. Because this is the only time when... Outside the you, honeymoon phase. Uh, yeah. Outside, when your spouse is on top of you. Because she knows exactly when she is ovulating and then she has read all these books and you have to do it every other day sort of a deal. Other than that, we we had, other than that time twice in our marriage, um, there had been the honeymoon stage, some other little stages. But mind you, we'd been married for 11 years. Mm-hmm. So there were many lulls in there. There are a lot of nights in three, you know, 11 years of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So w- coming up to September 1st, though, I think there's excitement on both of our parts, knowing that we're going to make love 60 days, but there was no excuses. We had to come to the table or come to the bed, I would say. Yeah. Good choice of words. And really become intimate with one another. Well, and ladies, I'm sure you can relate to this and the fact, you know, Tony said, you know, no more excuses for the next 60 days. And that was really more for me. Um, you know, many of you women, and I've heard from some of you, you know, you kind of control the intimacy in your marriage in terms of, you know, if you're tired, probably not going to happen. If the kids are sick, if, you know, if he has done something to make you mad that night, then you just roll over or maybe you take a little extra time in bed or you say, you know, honey, I've, I've got a headache. You know, I don't feel well or whatever excuse you want to use to control the situation. Yeah. And you know, we had a really good uh, comment on our blog and you can check that out at www.oneextraordinarymarriage.com and go to our blog under 40 days to a mind blowing marriage we had a great comment from um from a lady about this and you know what it's true at least and i actually sat down after this comment was uh left and, and discussed that and how that that was something that happened a lot in our marriage as well mm-hmm. and, and so it was a total change of mindset for me where i had to say you know what i don't have a choice You know, I can't say the kids were bugging me today. I don't want to have, you know, I don't want to be intimate with you. It was, okay, well, I committed to this. We're doing it. You know, it's Monday. 
Doesn't right. matter. It's Tuesday. I've got a little laundry to do. You know what? We've got to get it in before midnight. And um, on and vice versa, there are days when I was starting to feel tired and I was going, man, I don't want to do it today. I don't. I just want to go to sleep. I don't want to have to expend the energy to talk to Elisa. I don't want to have to be physical with her. I don't want, I don't want to do all that. But again, we had committed to each other for the 60 days to being physically intimate as well as emotionally and intellectually. Um, it wasn't one of these things where you can just hop in bed and boom, you, you, you know, you make love and it's over and done. There right. are many n- nights when we would, we would sit there and we would really talk and, and we still do that to this day, a year and a half later mm-hmm. where we do, uh, talk and communicate on my part. I learned through these 60 days to really listen to Elisa and hear her instead of just talking to her and sort of going, uh-huh, 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 let's go, let's make love. That's because I have to use up all my words before we can, uh, we can get intimate. Right. <laughs> but let's, let's go back to that first night because it was, it was <gasps> sort of exciting because I think during the years together, we got into a lull. Our lull was very routine. And when I say lull, our, ma- our lovemaking sessions became very routine. It was the, Hey, I'm in bed. Alisa comes into bed. She would roll towards me. That to me meant she was ready to start a possible lovemaking session. And we would do our same routine. And before you know it, boom, bing, bang, we're done. And you go to bed. Which, you know, after 11 years, that's, it was working, it or so we thought. <laughs> it was working, but there was definitely more that we were searching for in our marriage. Right. In and out of the bedroom. And that's that's one of the, um, the one of the benefits that came about as far as this whole time together. You know, we really we really got past the routine. We got past the predictability of what lovemaking was in our relationship and, you know, started to find the excitement to really rekindle the romance and the communication. Because honestly, you can't be intimate with everyone, with anyone, not everyone. You definitely can't be intimate with everyone. Stay intimate with your spouse, please. (laughs) You can't be intimate with someone on a daily basis and have, problems communicating have problems in your marriage and and be able to reconcile those two things you have to be able to work through those issues and so when Tony talks about our communication and we were getting past the surface stuff you know so often it's hey the kids have got this after school and I've got to do this or somebody was screaming and I can't talk to you right now and now it was more like hey you know what's going on with you today you know you sounded really excited on the phone what what you know, did something happen with a client or, you know, did you land an account or whatever it was, we started getting past the surface stuff. Most definitely. We did get past that surface stuff. So what did you want to say about the first night? Well, I went off on a tangent. Since Lisa goes off on her tangent. No, here, here was the, the coolest thing. So it's the first night and we weren't really sure, you know, is it, am I going to initiate? Is Elisa going to initiate? How, how's this going to happen? And so if we got the kids to bed. And 
it, it was really cool because I came out and the whole house was dark except I, I noticed sort of a twinkle coming from our living room of all places. And Elisa had set up a nice little blanket on our floor and there were candles laid out. You don't remember the candles? I don't, but I'll take your word for it because it sounds I, like I did a good job on the romance department. So keep talking. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there were candles out because I remember the flickering. But okay, well maybe then not. I think you're probably right. Okay, and there were candles out and you know what? For the first time in years, a long time. Yeah. I mean, other than, you know, hey, we're going to go out on our anniversary or we got somebody watching the kids and we're getting a hotel in downtown or we went uh, on our 10th anniversary, went up to Big Bear to a great, great place called the Knickerbocker in a, a bed and breakfast. And we uh, we had a beautiful room. But other than that, in our own house, I'm saying, in our own house, and yes, this is a little sketchy because you got two kids and you're hoping that they don't wake up because that would be really weird. Luckily, we had just put them down, so we knew they were going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> At least we hoped they were going to sleep. In, in and any before, case, before midnight, our kids are usually good, good. about staying yeah. asleep. It's after yeah. midnight, it's questionable, but that's that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. And yeah. And at this point in time, we do just lock the door if if that happens. But anyways... It was just one of those times as a guy, as a husband to walk out and see that my wife had actually set this all up, this this really cool romantic setting for us to make love for this first night. And it, you know what? It left such an impression. It was really cool. We really got to really connect that first night. And I think it was what really set us off and allowed us to do what we did. Now, the whole 60 days wasn't pretty <laughs> in the sense of we had a lot of rough points and a lot of high points, but there are a lot of low points too that we're going to discuss here as well. But I think we should hit some of the high points. What were some of your high points, Elisa? Um, I think, well, partly, you know, Tony is self-employed, so we have a lot of flexibility. Um, yes, and scheduling self-employment love it and so it was very nice because you know if he had time during the day and could run home you know quickies counted so we were able to we were able to you know in the middle of the day when the kids were at school or you know there were a couple times the kids were doing overnights at friends houses and so we were able to not be limited by our regular routine schedules and so doing that type of stuff being able to being able to really communicate yeah. again. And I think, you know, long lasting, that has been one of the biggest surprises and benefits that I have seen for our marriage is that the communication has dramatically changed. Yeah, most definitely. One thing that Elisa said that I think everybody should take, take note on is making the time somewhere. And it doesn't always have to be at night. So, Guys, if you live, or I should say, if you work by home and your spouse is a homemaker, she stays, she works out of the house, surprise her one day, text her, find out where she is. And if you know she's going to be around for lunchtime, just text her and tell her you're going to go grab some Taco Bell 
and bring it home with the intention that you've started laying the groundwork with some texts throughout the morning. Change it up, folks. <laughs> it really does help. And Elisa and I can really, we, we really have gone through this because even though the 60 days was different, there came times within those 60 days where things began to become routine too. And that first stretch from that first night, um, we ended up going nine days straight, which was, in my mind, it, it is tough. And I'm going to tell all you guys out there, it, it's tough. And there, there were some times in there where it was just starting to get, okay, it's getting routine, it's going routine. On that 10th day, I was done. Physically, mentally, I was done. Ladies, surprisingly enough, guys can get too much of a good thing. <laughs> Um, I was a little bit surprised. I thought they were kind of, uh, you know, sort of like the Energizer Bunny. They just keep going and going and going. But the reality was we did take a break on day 10 and, and it was really due to fatigue. Yeah, it uh, was. And we didn't want, we didn't want this time to become just another thing on our to-do list. You know, okay, you know, did the laundry, folded the clothes, washed the dishes, hopped into bed with Tony. Good. I'm good for the day. I can go to bed. Um, so know. it was, it was, it was a struggle at times for us to realize that. And I think for many of us out there or many of you out there who are looking at your love life and going, man, it is routine. Really start sitting down and thinking about it and thinking of ways that you can jazz it up, spice it up because one thing we did learn is during those 60 days was you do hit the routines and man, for us for 60 days, um, it's magnified when you're, when you're only making love maybe once a week, you don't recognize it as much, but when you're doing it 60 days straight, it, it's magnified and you catch yourself going, I got to change. I got to make something happen here. So, when we would get into these, I think for myself, what I ended up doing and starting is we started lighting candles in the mm-hmm. bedroom. Elisa loves vanilla, so I, I have learned that over that period of time that she loves the smell of vanilla. So we got some vanilla candles. We did different times of the day. Mm-hmm. We did different, we went into different rooms of the house. And granted, we don't have a large house. But you can get creative with whatever space you have, you know, yeah. and, and we actually took the time to. Do we have 1,100 square feet, folks. We don't have a big place. We got 1,100 square feet. But within that space, you can do quite a bit. And if you're willing to, if you're willing to put forth the effort, the rewards are going to be amazing for right. you and your spouse. Right. Um, but, you know, Tony's alluded to some of our lower times during the 60 days. And I want to make sure that we do talk about that a little bit. Um, the first month, I think we went, you know, 23 days out of 30 days. Right. And so, and at the end of that, you know, halftime, I got my period and I think we both did the happy dance. We did the happy dance. Uh, Yes, we did. But that first night that I had my period, I was kind of bummed. I'd gotten so used to. And I was excited (laughs) because I was ready for the break. (laughs) Ready for the break, yes, the, the the energy, the physicality of it, but I also missed that connection with him. 
Um, and so that was very eye-opening to me that we had come so far in, you know, three weeks. Um, so I've got my period and then the kids get sick, one then the other. So we're dealing with sick kids. And when our kids get sick, they don't sleep. Which so means, we didn't sleep. Well, I didn't. I didn't sleep. Oh, okay. Well, sometimes Tony sleeps through the kids well, not sleeping. Well, and then sleeping. I got sick. I got the flu. Then Tony got the same viral bug the kids had and he shook it or so we thought because um, at the end of that week, he ended up in the uh, urgent care urgent with care, yeah. a viral migraine. First migraine first he's ever had. Ever. Thought he was dying. Yeah. And so this was, this was a big, this was a tough time for us during this period, especially for me because I was, you know, having uh, taken the time off at the end of September, we'd gone a couple of days or more in beginning of October. And then we got hit with all these sicknesses it's, you know, in my mind, I was pretty much done. Well, and, and I think I was too, because, you know, it really, as a, a wife and a mother, when all of that, you know, you, you maintain a certain energy level for your day to day, you know, what you've got going on. And then all of a sudden, when you throw in a household where everybody is sick, you get drained yourself. I mean, I was just, I was tired of taking care of everybody. And I just kind of wanted to, you know, curl up in my bed and read a book and just shut the door and basically say, you guys go fend for yourselves. I'm done. I'm right. done. And yet we knew that we still had another month um, to go another month to go in this commitment that we'd made to each other. And it, it, Tony didn't mention this, but it wasn't just a commitment that we'd made to ourselves. We had actually announced to our small group that we were doing this. They were accountability right. partners for they us. They were. And so every week we'd go to group and you know, they weren't getting the details, but they wanted to know how things were going. And so we couldn't, you know, we couldn't quit even if we'd wanted to, because there wasn't, there wasn't a good reason to the struggle itself wasn't a valid enough reason to quit. And so, you know, what we had to do was work through it. And so, you know, I think it was October 9th was the first day that everybody was healthy enough to actually go to bed at a decent hour, the seventh or the ninth, mm -hmm. something like that. And so Tony's ready to climb back up into the saddle. And uh, I remember laying there in bed thinking, no way, no how. I, I, really? I don't have it in me. Really? Really. I didn't know that. Yeah. You haven't read my journal. I did read your journal. I just don't remember. Oh, maybe I do. Yeah, okay. you do. Okay. And so he's making the moves and I'm not feeling it. And I, I've done... You know, I and remember I've, what we said earlier. No more excuses is one was one of our deal. No more excuses. Right. So I've got no way out. And yet there's nothing happening for me. I am not feeling the love. And so I just started praying. I literally am laying there in bed with a husband who's trying to make the move saying, God, I need your help. I need to feel romantic towards my husband. I need to be accepting of his advances and I'm not feeling any of that. I need, I need your help. I need your intervention here. And, um, you know, sometimes God answers prayers very quickly. And this was one of those nights, um, because Tony's journal is actually very telling from this night because he was all excited. He thought it was a great night. Yeah, that's right. I do. I remember that just feeling that, uh, we had really connected on that night after all the things that we had gone through in the uh, the week prior, that this was really a, a, a sort of a redemption of where we had left off. And here we were, we were picking it back up 
and we were going to really finish this with a with a gusto like we I was really ready to just to finish this thing off <laughs> and and really celebrate it celebrate this time together so so never underestimate the power of divine intervention in your bedroom right and it was really weird though after when elisa told me afterwards because we've heard it many a times before in service you know compartmentalizing god and you know what this is one of those areas that in all honesty i have uh god doesn't necessarily come to my mind when i'm laying next to my wife about to make love to her and so when elisa mentioned this to me it was really off my rocker a little bit. I was a little off. I was like, what are you talking about? You're, you're praying to God. I can't think of anything else. Uh, I mean, the only thing I can think of is making love to you. So it, it was, it was sort of, I was taken aback for sure. I was taken aback on it. Yeah. He kind of gave me the, uh, what do you do in luck? Well, how do you even do that? Really? I mean, as a guy, there's so much there's so much that's going on in your mind. I can't even think of how I'm going to pray to God while I'm trying to make love to my wife. It's the whole multitasking thing. Yeah. I can't do it when I'm making love to my wife. So, but that was a big, a big opening in our marriage that has allowed us to dig deeper into our physical intimacy. You yeah. agree? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Cause I pray, a lot now in and our and bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I have too. But usually before, not during, I, I can't. Again, he can't do the two things I at can't one time. Multi, I can't multitask. But he's even said, you know, to me before or, you know, since then, that if he senses that I'm not in the mood, he'll start praying for me to get there. And, uh, you know. And we talk. And we talk. And there have been many a nights since then where... You know, we have made um, advances during the day and then get there at night and realize that, you know what, putting the kids to bed, doing dinner, doing the laundry, doing showers, everything else that goes with being parents, husband and wife, we're just drained. And so we do come to those points sometimes, even after prayer that we just go, you know what, we're better off just waiting uh, for tomorrow evening where maybe, or the next evening where we feel better. Right. You know? So. So he stares at me like deer in the headlights. (laughs) So we prayed and we made it through the last three weeks of this, um, experiment as some call it uh, adventure this quest um, quest makes it sound like a knight in shining armor yeah uh, I, I am your knight in shining you armor. you are my knight in shining That's armor right. no no disagreement there Come on now. No disagree- in fact i think my parents would probably even agree with you after all these years i know you know they never they never commented on our blog i'm sure they will after they hear the podcast yeah and, Lou and Beth, mom and dad, when you hear our podcast, we we need you to comment on our <laughs> blog. I, I was really waiting for for something there, at least a little, hey guys, I love you for doing this. So just just giving a little shout out to you guys. Love you guys. Props to my parents. Who would yep. have ever thought? Uh, but going back to our story, 
you know, it was an amazing time, an amazing journey. Definitely a roller coaster, lots of highs and lows. Um, but I think we definitely emerged, our marriage emerged stronger. Oh, gosh. Without a doubt. And without, so, a do- without a doubt. This, this season of change that we took on has propelled us to where we are today. And we're not looking back. We're not looking back to the ho-hum, well, this is life and this is my spouse and this is what I got to deal with. No, we look at each other and go, you are my spouse. You are lovely. You are extraordinary to me. And we can do whatever we choose to do in our marriage. And so we encourage all of you listening to, to consider making a lifestyle change, to be thinking about how you want to see intimacy grow in your marriage. And we want you to know that we appreciate you tuning in and listening to us here on One Extraordinary Marriage as we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye, you guys. Thanks.